You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Tom, when you're ready. Every once in a while, I think that there is a column written that coincides perfectly with the country. Uh, it's saying WTF. And I think that's what we saw today and with Noah Rothman's awesome commentary magazine column, The Attack on Things at Work. Uh, if you, you guys probably know Noah's work. I'm always citing commentary magazine and the podcast, which is... The, to me, the most crucial daily podcast there is. Um, we've gone legit, Noah, by the way. Alice and I are now officially digital subscribers. It's uh, long enough here, uh, uh, living off of the, um, the benefit of uh, your hard work. Thanks for, so much for joining us. That's huge. Thank you, Tom, so much for having me and for uh, that very generous introduction. I sincerely appreciate it. Well, how is this? how did this happen now where just three days ago, you and I could cook on gas-powered stoves just fine, just fine. Suddenly now, we're urged not to. And then we also find, that as part of this campaign, um, you know, movement, that, that not only can't we cook on that anymore, it's bad for the environment, and, but it's killing us. How did this all suddenly come together? Well, I, I would be lying if I said I knew the right answer to that question. Um, it's not as though this came from nowhere, People who've been paying attention to this, me especially, in part because I'm obsessed with the busybody, the busybody uh, uh, meddling uh, impulse on the part of the, uh, the the social engineers on the left. Uh, but in blue states in America, in places like California and New York, there is a regulatory effort, undemocratic effort, to uh, anathematize gas-powered, natural gas-powered heaters, furnaces, and stoves. Massachusetts, too. We've had the, they've tried to do the uh, gas hookup thing here. And uh, yeah, it's definitely on the docket again. Now we have a Democrat governor again. I completely believe that. And you have to be paying attention to it because there's this fun phenomenon that happens on the left where if you notice these sort of things and you're critical of them, um, you get laughed out of the room. This is the sort of thing that is for the consumption of people who are uncritical of it entirely. And then they, so they'll say it's not happening. But then when you demonstrate that it is happening, oh, it's good that it's actually happening. And that's what we saw now. So we have this movement on the part of states coincidentally just a miraculous coincidence it turns out that some of these studies that uh, uh have been demonstrating that uh the combustion of hydrocarbons is bad for the environment in your little natural your little gas range in your house it's also really bad for your health and that's what the united states consumer product safety commission came out with this month they said uh based on uh one study that i'm aware of perhaps two uh, that they've demonstrated that these uh, products produce unsafe levels of nitrogen dioxide, carbon dioxide, particulate in the atmosphere, even benzene, the exposure to which is unsafe at any levels. And then so the commission is saying, well, we're going to take public comment on whether or not to um, to uh, prohibit the use of these products in the future. Richard Trumka, who's a commissioner on this on this uh, commission, said rather bluntly that, quote, products that can't be made safe can be banned. 
um, which is a an interesting standard that cannot become a standard. If it did become a standard, it would be applicable to just about everything. Yeah, but all of a sudden, Tom, you're. I'm sorry, just briefly to Tom's point that this sort of this talking point came together out of out of the blue. And it's shocking. What's really interesting. And and I don't understand quite how this phenomenon works just yet because it's unique and new is that everybody sort of freelances their own talking points around what they think to be their marching orders. They didn't understand. They don't have any any evidence to suggest, as uh, as CNN's Bill Weir said today on 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 air, that these products are as bad as if you were idling a car in your kitchen. That's madness. <laughs> It's insanity. It's flatly untrue. But it's the sort of thing that they felt like they had to say. AOC, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, taking on this exhausted tone that she even has to lecture you and educate you about why these things are bad for you and the environment. When she's never said anything about it Well, that's what's so funny, too, is it's like... They all act like this was all something we've all known. This is really terrible for a really long time. And I can't believe and you're like, whoa, I just heard this yesterday for the first time. Can you slow down a little bit? This, You're telling me this is causing 12.7% of asthma. Like, where does that come from? That's a totally absurdly specific number that I absolutely don't believe. Absurdly specific number believe. for something that is a, is a product in mm-hmm. in. 40% of American households, you're talking about 50 million households that would have noticed this thing that we've been using for three quarters of a century. Well, right. And I'm not so willing shocking. to go here and like, I'm not going to die on the hill that like, I should go breathe in the fumes from the gas stove while I'm cooking or something. But like, it has a hood over it. We're not dying. Life is pretty safe. Like, I really isn't something I spend a lot of time thinking about. And this idea that all of a sudden we've all known this is this super, super concerning thing and we need to get on top of this right away that it's like lead paint or secondhand smoke all of a sudden is it's so weird and surreal. Or that there's a scientific consensus around it. They they summarily hand wave and dismiss peer reviewed NIH studies that demonstrate that this thing you've been living with for 70 years actually doesn't produce harmful, measurably harmful levels of particulate. And you probably would have noticed a 12 percent increase in asthma in the children or in your neighborhood. Right. I digress. But, and there are other there are other regulations which I don't think come out of a huge activist progressive push for one thing or another. So there's, for instance, your gas can now that all of my gas cans I have for my lawnmower, et cetera, are all broken. Because I can't figure out how to turn this valve and that valve and that valve so that I can pour gas out of it. So it's broken. So I just spill gas all over the place. Um, <laughs> the thing at the pump, you know, it, up here in the Northeast, it, you, you know, some years you're allowed to leave the pump going at the gas mm-hmm. station and walk away. Some years you have to stay oh, right yeah. there. It For depends. a long time in Massachusetts, we didn't have the little thing. So you couldn't didn't have a little thing pump. on hand yeah. lighters, the hand lighters. And in the, in the 80s, you could just use a lighter. And then in the 90s, you had to have this little stopper thing. And and then that went away somewhere along the lines, and and with those things, I think people were people for, of all stripes said, "Oh, fine, that's just life. That's just the way it is. Whatever." But the with this, like the constituency of these progressives, women of Park Slope and of West Hartford <laughs> and of Cambridge, Massachusetts, are not going to get rid of their gas stoves. Well, that's the other part of this, which I think deserves serious consideration, and I wrote about it. Uh, as part of this litany of of grievances that I, as a suburban male, are nursing now. Uh, The piece is called The Attack on Things That Work. And this is of a piece with a campaign against things that work efficiently. Um, (laughs) One of the the things about, during the pandemic, I sort of taught myself to cook and taught myself technique because I like fine dining, but it wasn't available to me. So I taught myself things like how to saute, how to braise, how to fry, how to simmer, how to flambe, uh, how to char. Uh, delicate vegetables, for example, the things that you can't do on an electric stove really can't. If you want to get something really hot, really fast, if you boil or sear and that's it, electric's fine. But everything else requires an open flame and and temperature management, which anybody who cooks professionally or amateurs mm-hmm. will tell you is the competitive advantage with um, natural gas and uh, natural gas ranges. And it's of a piece with a similar quality of life attack on an ethos that prevails 40 minutes outside every major metropolitan area. It is of a piece with an attack on gasoline powered lawn equipment, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. which is underway in uh, just about every county that you could say is, is a little blue and a little suburban. Uh, and it, the, the grievances against them are myriad. They're bad for the environment. They're bad for your health. They're bad for you, the uh, some some are very 
complain about it. The people in Marin County who are saying, you know, it's bad for the the, the migrant workers right. who uh, who spit dust up into the atmosphere. Do our right. landscaping but, for us. But mostly it's bad for, you know, it shatters the bucolic placidity of the spring months. It's quality of life issue. And listen, if th- if I lived in Marin County, maybe I would feel the same way. But I don't. I live on an acre of land and an electric law- blower doesn't blow the leaves off the lawn. So you need something that's a little bit more powerful. And to go after that is to go after an ethos that prevails outside of these urban metro areas. The same thing could be said for plastic straws and shopping bags, incandescent mm-hmm. lighting, short cycle dishwashers and laundry equipment, the sort of stuff that is efficient and uses more power as a result in order to create to establish that efficiency and give you the time and the opportunity cost that you would otherwise lose to more work to say nothing of the expense associated with electric appliances electric only appliances which tends to be more than gas powered equipment it is all of a piece with a war against convenience in this country for aims that are a lot very hard to pin down sort of abstract they have a lot to do with social justice. They have a lot to do with environmentalism. They're very speculative about their gains, but the losses are tangible and instant. And that's your quality of life. Do you think there's part of it where last time you were here, we talked about your book, The Rise of the New Puritans. Do you think there's part of it that some people feel that they must be doing something good if they're suffering just a little bit? Yes, I think there is something mm. to that. Thank you very much for the plug on, on my book, because that actually does tie into it in a way that I hadn't thought about. Um, but I, there's a measure of satisfaction that I think people who have this particular disposition derive from depriving you of things <laughs> that you like. Uh, it's not just that they're suffering quietly and silently on their own. And, well, and definitely not things. silently. No, well, certainly not silently, for sure. But that's not satisfying enough. It really does have to be externalized. You have to be drafted into this project. Otherwise, it doesn't seem to be satisfying at all, um, which is why I suppose that it's being externalized to the degree that you're going after uh, you know, gasoline powered lawn equipment in places where you have a whole lot of lawns to mow. These people will never experience that. And just like the and, and very similar to the to the range issue. If you are of, of somebody who partakes in fine dining and you live 10 minutes away from, you know, the that experience is only a reservation away. It's not something you're ever going to experience. And it's- but for much of the country, that's not the case. And and those people will find the uh, moral loophole to know that instead of their gas stove creating the food, the gas stove down the street is creating the At the restaurant. The food. <laughs> and that's all it takes. Yeah, precisely. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a meddlesome impulse, and it's very similar to the, to the impulse that I – uh, that I wrote about in The Rise of the New Puritans Fighting Back Against Progressive's War on Fun, because this is, in, in a oh. certain extent, an extension of that war uh, on on fun for intangible gains and just the sacrifice that you make for it um, provides you with this, I suppose, this warm, fuzzy sense, A, of exclusivity, and <laughs> right. B, of just being better than your neighbors. So so the, so you'll accept the fact, and this is this is all over your book, something like, um, the Irish American guy can't have the food truck that has Mexican food because he's stolen the, you know, whatever he's appropriated, whatever. So the people in the, the community, even though they love that truck and that guy, it's nothing personal, sir. They feel that this is some kind of moral tithing that if they sacrifice themselves of some of the things they love and there's some fallout, real human fallout, they're willing to look past that that somehow they're absolved from, I don't know, having upper middle class uh, lifestyles? Is, is that what it is? That's exactly right, with the exception of the fact that I would argue that it is personal, sir, <laughs> in part because it's your it's your indelible and intractable accidents of birth that have rendered you um, <laughs> a, 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 a subversive agent here and engaged in cultural theft. It's usually also that these uh, this public punishment is meted out usually to the successful. And usually they're successful because mm. the product they're producing is good and people like it. And that's the problem. There's a there's a profound uh, I'm not sure what to what extent, but a profound element of professional jealousy in a lot of these campaigns. Um, it's not reserved for people who are producing terrible you know, f- products, mostly not people who are producing terrible products, adulterated products, flippantly mocking the cultures that they're um, you know supposed to be you know, an homage to uh, it's usually reserved for people who are who are doing the utmost to properly represent and to produce a good product and for people to enjoy it. That enjoyment detracts from the seriousness and sobriety that you should evince at all times and in all, all, all places, because that renders you a serious person to deprive yourself of that sort of enjoyment 
it makes you a much more serious, sober person, attuned to the world's ills in ways that your neighbors just simply aren't. Um, that's a very satisfying thing. If you're, you believe that that's a contribution of some positive, positive way, it's also very self-indulgent. Um, but that's a human impulse to, um, to, you know, to, to satisfy yourself by making yourself out to be, um, better than your neighbors. I don't want to, you know, force you to answer any more like psychological profile questions but <laughs> that if if you want to if if these good progressives want to save their souls then why not do it for them in and around their own lives why is it important for my soul to be saved that noah rothman can't flambe anymore uh, well again again that just doesn't seem to satisfy the itch on the part of people who evince this particular disposition uh, in part because that's not a big enough contribution, you know, and there is a logic and a rationale to that, that if, you know, if you really did believe as silly as it is that a, these appliances are meaningfully contributing to the warming of the world uh, in ways that, you know, the combustion of hydrocarbons and mass to generate electric power is not, it's maddening, but maybe you believe that then you would need a collective contribution to that cause. You could you could swear off this all you want, and it's a drop in the bucket. So there's a rationale and a logic to it. But the moral satisfaction, the um, the moral suasion, the moral blackmail, honestly, that goes on on the part of uh, when you have these campaigns that sprout up like mushrooms only to disappear as fast, um, that has to be uh, something that, that is collective in nature. That has to be a society-wide campaign. Um, because to allow collective sin is to be complicit in collective sin. You can't allow your neighbor to to <laughs> flout these conventions such as he is, lest you become tacitly complicit in that behavior and that activity. You must be engaged and active. That is a very puritanical ethos. In a writ small, I mean, in a puritanical homog homogenous society, that's an achievable objective. It's certainly not in ours. But the impulse is still there. And we're we're witnessing it with campaigns like this. But how can you have a community when you've got a community full of informers and spies and scolds? And you know, I don't see how there can be any cohesion if you're scared to death that your neighbor may notice that you've got a uh, a gas burning stove in your house. Well, yeah, certainly. I mean, if that's if that's your neighbor, you probably don't spend a whole ton of time with them anyway. Um, but yes, that's certainly something that would atomize societies and and reduce cohesion social cohesion uh in ways that probably break communities apart more than keep them together sure so in, in the absence of some sort of a of a unifying uh apparatus with the compelling force of law then yes this is all just a, a social exercise which is why they're drafting this all this you know force with the compelling power of law the, the government, states, governments, and federal governments into this project. The government must be drafted into the project because that is the, like the church mm. in puritanical times, it is the means by which we work out, um, we have social a contract, A, and B, the means we work out um, and uh, 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 adjudicate conflicts. So in order, and then there will be conflicts here. So that is the mechanism to do it and co-op that mechanism. You own the conflict, you own the resolution, and you make a positive contribution, a step towards the society you hope to build, which is in this case, a dystopian nightmare in which everything is microwaved. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Tom and I are already like almost living there. Cause like I said, we're in Massachusetts and there are even like municipalities banning um, gas stove hookups. A few people have mentioned a bunch of them in our live chat. There's, you know, towns that are not using just the building codes in new construction, not allowing new gas hookups in buildings. Um, and it's funny because one of the things that fascinated me about this whole thing is Tom and I talked about this a couple of days ago when the Trump comment was made and da, 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 the whole sort of conservative news cycle did their thing with the gas stoves. And then like there was this immediate walk back where they like put out this statement and were like, we're not banning gas stoves. We never even thought of banning gas. Stoves. And now like right. I assume As though that wasn't be... a response to I the know. reaction. <laughs> and, like There's like I assume there's going to be like fact checks out now like. Did the Biden administration decide to ban gas stoves? And absolutely not. That's right. crazy. Conservatives just made this up out of nowhere. But the truth is, I know I'm not making it up because towns around me are doing it. And like you kind of referenced at the beginning, it's like that we're definitely not doing that until we are. And it's like an awesome thing that we are. And it's just like depending where 
in the country on the blue state curve you are, like you're just further down the path toward it. But the idea that they can go out here and say there's not a movement to do this thing that they're trying to do just boggles my mind. It's almost literally gaslighting. If they (laughs) were turning down the stuff, it it would be the movie. (laughs) If they were turning this thing down on you and telling you it wasn't happening, you'd be literally gaslit. It's uh, absolutely remarkable. His name is Noah Rothman. I'm sure you guys know about him already. Commentary Magazine Associate Editor, editor, author of The Rise of the New Puritans and Unjust. Both of those are available, by the way, if you guys haven't uh, read them. Man, uh, Unjust really nailed uh, Antifa in the psychosis that we uh, dove into a couple of years ago. And uh, we're living uh, in the rise of the New Puritans, unfortunately, so... Noah, thank you so much. We really appreciate it as usual. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Alice, I'll never get sick of talking to Noah Rothman. I know. Great guy. Great guy. Such a nice guy, too. And, uh, and just a great thinker. And that uh, it's interesting because I really do think that that issue, that, that we're, we're, what we're talking about with the gas stoves, is an issue that it's much... It, Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's... Like he talked about how it 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 crosses several categories, mm-hmm. but it also crosses almost all of the regulatory categories. Right, it's an energy issue. It's a CDC issue because public yep, health. Exactly, it's an FDA issue. Mm-hmm. It's an everything issue. It's a transportation issue. Mm-hmm. It's like there's nothing that it's not. It's everything infrastructure. It's everything culture and health and safety. Right, and like they're going to use all of this stuff, all of this stuff. And and it's once they start, they never stop. So I can just imagine th- that this would just how much when suddenly you're you're hearing in the CDC all these places, all these places, um, all these places, uh, all these uh, cabinet officers will be tasked with forcing essentially kicking back product mm-hmm. to the executive and now the half of the legislative branch. But kicking back product and action items, in other words, making your life more difficult in every single way, every single way. And this idea that, that, that he had that, you know, we're willing to have a food truck canceled here, even though we love it right. for the greater good. I mean, how 2023 is that now? And it's, it's like, I'm sorry, but it goes right along with the masks, right along with everything else. Exactly. Yeah, it's all the same impulse. It just finds new targets. And, you know, somebody said in the chat, like, how do they all get the talking points so quickly? Like, where do they all come up with it? And it is so funny to watch it in real time, because like you said at the beginning of the call, or like you said, I guess, like two days ago, nobody was talking about gas stoves. And then all of a sudden, like, it was it became this whole thing that did. Everybody always knew. We all knew. We all were celebrating Juneteenth. What are you talking about? Can you believe Trump put a speech on Juneteenth when we're all going to Juneteenth parties? Because we all celebrate Juneteenth. You didn't know? We? How did you not know there was Juneteenth? Like, it's the same weird thing. Right. Where it's like, we're pretending we all always did something. And it. I find it so uncomfortable because it is like 
this gaslighting, am I insane or are they insane thing? So that's like why I'm glad we have the podcast and we have you guys to talk to just so I can be like, I'm not crazy, right? Like we didn't, we didn't all, we weren't all talking about how dangerous gas stoves are like until last week, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, okay. C- can we move a little bit to another absurdity? I definitely want to get to. Yes. Or you want to, okay. So I'm um, looking for, you know, um, this morning looking for uh, radio show topics. Mm-hmm. As usual, and I usually have a long, um, what would you call it? I usually Intro? have a, a medley of news, actualities, and items mm-hmm. that I that I play at the beginning of the sh- every hour. That kind of wraps up what's going on in Connecticut and what I'm gonna what I'm gonna uh, talk about, maybe. But it's kind of it shows you that we're on top of things going on. You know that I've right. listened, that I've gotten to the local news. So today, one of the piece topics. I yesterday all the pot dispensaries opened. So today, I um I rolled on Channel Eight News Eight in Connecticut mm-hmm. because they did a, this this news wrap of the pot dispensaries being open, and it started out with this audio. This is a news facility. Remember, the <laughs> pot dispensaries are a joint venture between the state of Connecticut, who's looking for right. revenue, and these pot businesses. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. This is the news item. Oh, sorry. Hang on. There we go. It's hard to tell if the volume's up. Seven dispensaries switching today from medical to hybrid. Lines and celebrations at some. I'm excited. I think it's a good thing. I think it's great. Two more dispensaries will follow suit soon. All expected to boost. Now, mind you. You're hearing Calypso steel drum music mm-hmm. playing a version of La Cucaracha. Is that representative of who's going to be smoking or having edibles? Oh, I would say that, that I don't know if that's okay by the rules <laughs> that the left has set. Uh, but also, it, and there's also graphics happening, animations of pot leaves sweeping <laughs> across the, the screen. This is by News 8. Meanwhile, you on the radio. In the middle of a conga line. The reporters are in a conga line taking Mm -hmm. hits off bongs, essentially. Yeah, it's very odd. And meanwhile, on the radio, are you still not allowed to, like, you're not allowed to do anything to promote anything because of the FCC? Right. You're not, like, you're barely allowed to mention that marijuana Uh exists on the radio. Although they have the FCC, too. I know. So why are they allowed to do that? Is what I'm wondering. Maybe the radio has different rules. I don't get it. But, like, yeah, it's super weird. Like, would you be allowed to do that segment with that music like that? <laughs> no, and celebrate it? No. Don't you think your program director would be knocking yeah. on the door? Yes. But listen to this. That's how loud the music is. The economy. We expect more than 10,000 new jobs to be created in this industry. We're also hoping to recapture some of the tax revenue that is currently going to Massachusetts and New York. That is incredible. That's the media. That's the media who's supposed to be scrutinizing the powerful here, you know, afflicting the powerful. Instead of their power, they're they're partying with them. It's remarkable to me that this is really what happens. And you know how that that last woman you heard was was the lieutenant governor. You know that they are thrilled. You know, the, the the it's probably a really fun festival of uh, a bunch of festivals that they've invited all of the media to. Mm-hmm. They're the the communications staffer for the lieutenant governor and the governor, I'm sure, was at another one. Uh, you know, told them, told the the news people, we're doing coverage, positive coverage, of our of the openings of the pot shops. You guys are welcome down with cameras. You can have access to everybody. You can have the the lieutenant governor and the governor. And it's going to be positive. It's a positive story. Back when I was at the Herald, back when it was the Herald, mm-hmm. if 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 one of if our reporters got invites to events like that, yeah, they would go there and immediately put the screws to the yeah, be looking the, for some kind of angle exactly. to get a and story it, out and, of it. And and if it had something to do with marijuana, it would have been about like what if kids take the gummies or you know how are these people through social justice being vetted for these loans that they're getting or right. how do you handle the little cat but it also would be an opportunity for reporters to talk about something totally out different like a, mm-hmm. a, a you know um injection sites uh, or something in the budget or a scandal you'd use that opportunity 
But these people, these reporters got an invite to a party and they partied. Yeah. And they asked about the party and that was it. Wow, that's great. It's remarkable because, and they've got, and back at the studio, the guys sitting in the edit bay adding effects. They had the graphics people come in for visual effects and somebody do the sound to lay the bed for calypso music. It's incredible. So many bad choices were made to make that segment. It's incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. It's offensive. It's offensive to a lot of people. Um. All right. What's next, Alice? Um. What's next? I don't know. I was having so much fun today online because I mean, obviously, it's a bad situation for everyone who's trapped in airports. Yes. But Mayor Pete has struck again with his incredibly effective management of the transportation system. Oh. Which, like, it's just amazing to me that this guy is. He's like the most unqualified person ever for a job. And like, it it's not a coincidence that the department is like, we're now going to focus on equity and transportation. And right. all of a sudden, nothing in the country works. And then they make a big show out of how much we're doing. Oh, yes. Pete Buttigieg was on the phone with Biden this morning discussing next steps. They're going to get everything back up and running smoothly. Any minute. We haven't had all the flights in the country grounded since 9-11. It took this guy being there to make this happen. Who knows why? Nobody knows any reason why yet this happened, whether it's like a cyber attack or whatever it is. But like, and then at the same time, I don't know if you did this story today with the train derailment yesterday. Uh, I don't know. I actually didn't know. Well, let me let me get it because um, it it's was, usually important. There was <laughs> one where people are there stuck was on a there. Fra- yes, there was a freight train derailment, and all these people were. stuck on an Amtrak train on the way to Florida for 37 hours. They were trapped on I an Amtrak. I didn't know it was 37 hours. 37 30... hours oh my they were God. trapped on an Amtrak train because a freight train derailed somewhere on their route and they were stuck there and it was like this, it was kind of, I think, I guess it was like last night so it sort of missed so our news this. cycle. This is, <laughs> this is, there's an announcement that they, that somebody recorded from management in the train from the drivers or the conductors or whatever they are in the train hold on this is struggling it went away i don't know where we are anymore now it's okay well but anyway so apparently some people got fed up with the situation on the train as they're trapped there for 37 hours and uh started to make calls to law enforcement and um yeah it it's kind i don't know why i think you know the fact that all the planes were grounded in the country was a distraction from the other obscenely ridiculous transportation story of the day, but it's no less entertaining than the fact that um, that this happened. I get a hold. I get. A, I get to find you it. You can't tr- find it I, again. I, I, it didn't work, and then it flung me somewhere. Um, okay. Well, okay, then let me I'll, let me try this right here. Okay, let me try this right here. It's part okay. of the thread. It, 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 it's, 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 okay. It's just okay. Here we go. You have pretty much hit rock bottom when you've got to assure people you're not holding them hostage. Once again, for those of you calling the police... We are not holding you hostage on the train. We are stuck here with you, too. We can't make the train go forward. Nice form of transportation. <laughs> really good. <laughs> don't know why more people don't do it. Really seems great. And then, um, yeah, but the, like we say, like the department's focus has been equity and you know, Biden build back better stuff. So why would anything work? Why would anything be good? Right. But in another case of, um, you know, companies and the government and all these people doing equity stuff. Did you see the Wells Fargo story? So they've whacked somebody, right? Is that it? No. Wells Fargo has um, decided to pull back from mortgage lending. They're currently the biggest mortgage lender. Um, but they're, they've now decided that they're going to significantly shrink their mortgage services and only make home loans to their existing bank clients and to minority borrowers. What? <laughs> and to Wait, minority borrowers. <laughs> yes. 
Say it, read that again. <laughs> They're pulling back from mortgage lending. They're going to significantly shrink their mortgage services business and will only make home loans to existing bank clients and minority borrowers. Isn't that against the law? <laughs> yes. Yes. So the reason I found this is because a law of Ted Frank on Twitter, who's a lawyer, was saying, if you're a white seeking a mortgage who's been turned down by Wells Fargo because you're not an existing customer under their new illegal racially discriminatory mortgage program and would like to see justice done, we'd like to talk to you. Because, yes, the, so and, and what he clarifies is that the policy apparently is not to ignore whites, but it redlines white majority communities, essentially. Isn't that against the law? <laughs> yes, <laughs> has been previously. I would think it's the same. I mean, I think that I think that companies have gotten away with some of this discriminatory stuff because there haven't been white people willing to sue over the policies. But the more people do, I mean, like, the, it, it seems to me to be blatantly illegal, but what do I know? So, I mean, but all these policies are just completely viciously demented and, you know, they're, they come from a mean-spirited place, these policies. Yes. They're vengeful. They're des policies designed to get back at somebody. They are, they're absolutely punitive, yes. Mm -hmm. We are punishing you. We're singling you out for uh, reasons that have only to do with an activist journey we're on right now. Right. Which is based on a, a you know, on a, a, a um, an issue set and passions um, that have become increasingly in vogue in academia and since George Floyd. So we're doing it. We're doing anti-racism, li racism, mm -hmm. literally by doing reverse racism. And we're, we feel noble about it and you have to suck it up. Because mm -hmm. some other people who look like you, <laughs> ha, ha, uh, you know, uh, were mean in the past and did right. horrible things. But like played the really steel drum um, during, uh, during uh, <laughs> a pot party. <laughs> but... But all the really smart people have decided that this is the best way to run the country. And it's clearly obvious that it's not. Here's Pete Buttigieg's tweet from after they got everything back online. FAA has determined that the safety system affected by the overnight outage is fully restored and the nationwide ground stop will be lifted effective immediately. I have directed an after action process to determine root causes and recommend next steps. Oh, good. So there you go. Pete's determining the root causes. Jim Crow. <laughs> so I definitely... Or Jim Crow 2.0. Yeah, I mean, and I, I stole this from somebody, obviously. I retweeted a tweet today that said this, but I mean, like, it's going to be like January 6th, climate change, um, oh, something totally. like... That's going to be the root cause because that's always what it is. Because the root cause is never the obvious thing, like we're incompetent or we built a bad system or we need to fire everybody. Like that's the root cause isn't going to be somebody screwed up. The root somebody wrote a funny joke today mm -hmm. that does neither here nor there makes no sense to me. I don't think it does unless it's an inside thing or something. I'm not really sure. Uh huh. But the the fact that the joke was made, I think, is funny. Now this guy who made this joke may be gay himself. I don't even know. Mm hmm. He says, gays can't even drive. How did one end up leading the Department of Transportation? So inappropriate. Did you see Brad Palumbo replied to it, too? Yeah. He's gay. He's gay. And uh, so he, replied, he replied, not wrong, to be honest. So, <laughs> is that a thing? I, don't, I didn't know that that was a stereotype. So, I don't know that but it is I a guess, stereotype. I, I, guess, I don't know. I don't think. I would tend to doubt it is. I would tend to doubt it. Lesbians, maybe, right? Huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's true. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, everybody. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. And then obviously the gas stove thing. The whole the government's like they're just on a tear right now. The Biden administration to be insane. Mm -hmm. I think they're like empowered, newly empowered by their not too bad midterms, and they're all over it to screw up your life and the country as much as possible. Now I feel. Allison Kareen Shattuck. Yeah. Should we do the chat chat or do you want to do something else? Um, can I tell you one more absurd tell me story? One more absurd story, Alice. Mm -hmm. Glad you were loaded for bear today. The USC School of Social Work, that's the University of Southern California, uh, has decided uh, they sent out the following memo a couple days ago. As we enter twenty twenty three, 
We would like to share a change we are making at the School of Social Work to ensure our use of inclusive language and practice. Specifically, we have decided to remove the word field from our curriculum. Field. Mm -hmm. And replace it with practicum. This change supports anti-racist social work practice by replacing language. Practicum? Mm -hmm. Practicum? Yes. What is practicum? <laughs> so here, it'll make sense in a second. This change supports anti-racist social work practice by replacing language that could be considered anti-black or anti-immigrant because black people and immigrants work in the field, I guess, because that's not racist. I don't know. Nobody else worked the fields? <laughs> I don't know. It could be considered anti-black or anti-immigrant in favor of inclusive language. Language can be powerful in phrases such as Going into the field or field work may have connotations for descendants of slavery and immigrant workers that are not benign. So instead of saying you're going to do work in the field, like go do field work, right? Like out in real life, you can say you're doing your practicum. So important changes. It's important that we make this progress, honey, I think. Hold on. It's Phil. Um, so, you know, of course, the fact that the school of social work is absolutely useless and does nothing positive for the world that doesn't matter they're not worried about that um so this change aligns with the council on social work education advancing anti-racism in social work education through the educational accreditation policies and standards in the 2021 national association of social works commitment to undoing racism through social work and the eliminate racism ground challenge for social work so can you imagine by the way paying money for your kid to go to a school like this (laughs) No, no, I cannot. <laughs> All right, ready for the shut? Sh- sure. Ready for the what else? The Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat messages. Do you realize that at my weigh-in they contended that I gained weight? Seems that's very upsetting. Did a- you gain fat too, or was it like water weight? She said, "Well, she thinks it's almost completely water." But still, where am I getting water? I don't know. Have you been eating enough salt? We- and- I've been eating a lot of salt. Okay. I have been, uh, there were two days, my birthday night mm-hmm. and the next day where we blew it all out. Not Maybe a- your allergic attack could be causing you to retain water. Ooh. Did you tell them about your allergic no, attack? No, I should have. I, I ordered differently. Uh, differently. We'll talk about it. This is such an offline thing. All right. Ready? By the way, we think Tom's allergic to- no, no, Okay. Don't say it. Okay. We think I'm allergic to something to- that you're probably not going to- run no, into anyone. I was just going to say maybe milk. Possibly. Yeah, kind of milk. That's correct. Right. When, I, when I've when i had a, an engorged lip here, it happens after I ease her. What are you looking at? Uh, your son keeps calling me to ask where I am because he wants me. Hi, Tell him. I'm in the podcast. Our kids call this room the podcast. All right. Ready? Trish says to book your colonoscopy. Let's do this shit. (laughs) The Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline Chat Chat brought to you by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, which is a great hot sauce that is Awaken 180 compliant. It has great flavor. They use sea salt. To, for reduced sodium, and they give 5% of the proceeds to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. They're available at Market Basket, Big Y, and a bunch of other stores. Hey, Tom and Alice. Hey. hey. How stupid do you have to be to rub hand soap on your face thinking it was lotion? No. What are you, three? <laughs> hey, love you anyway. You stay right Dummy. there. Phil Ellis. I really thought I really thought I was going to be under attack because I could tell an attack was coming and I was very afraid by that call that my intelligence was going to be called into question. So I'm so happy that's not what it was. I will acknowledge, and Tom has gone to go get the bottle of hand soap so that he can show those of you who are on the video why he was taken in, but I think it's pretty clearly hand soap. I just wanted a hand soap that was less drying for my little hands that are sensitive Hold in the on, bathroom. Right you hush and, your little mouth. <laughs> okay, I'm hushing. Okay. All right. You have the correct camera on. Um, sure, I'll switch to just you. How about that? This okay. is the hand soap we've had in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes in that bathroom, um... I'll take out a moisturizer to use, and so there'll be a little moisturizer on that table as well, in the sink area, whatever. But this is the hand soap. Okay? That's mm-hmm. this. Hand soap. The other day, this showed up. <laughs> this does not look like hand soap. It says, Jasmine Olay Hyaluronic Acid. That's all in big font. Big font. Okay. 
uh, cleansing and nourishing. <laughs> this it says hand wash. It this says is hand wash. Thing. This is it says hand wash in is, bold black text is, at the bottom uh, of the bottle. Okay. Zip it. <laughs> this is ole as an oil of, right? Right. It's in white. It looks just like just like um the, the uh moisturizer. Just like it. That's why I spray I put it on Except myself. Except this says hand wash. You want to go further than this? Look at it. <laughs> It, the, the, it, there's no safeguard in this. This right here is going to burn my finger probably. It's white. Hyaluronic it acid looks, is moisturizing. It in, oh, it's no, not no, no, acid. No, it, this comes in a moisturizer <laughs> container, contains a liquid that looks like moisturizer. These people who did this, and I can't rub this anywhere because I'm going to die. These people who did this, who did this on oil of Olay should be in jail. They should be they're just like the same people from, <laughs> from McCormick's Spices. Who put the make the cayenne? cayenne. Okay, would you like to finish that for me? Thank you for your help. I just know all your brands right now. I know them all. I've heard them. Let me know when you're finished. I can talk. Go ahead. Okay. The same people who make McCormick spices, who have the cayenne pepper in the paprika in the same exact square plastic packaging, they should all also be in jail. And I've made that mistake before too. <laughs> I never. I think that somebody at the grocery store should be another line of defense. Somebody at the grocery store should stop you and say, "Sir, before I ring this up, you know it's paprika, right?" <laughs> there should be somebody who says that because I've been screwed by that before, and it's terrible. So this is how Alice set me up. <laughs> Have you considered learning to read, <laughs> Alice? I I've learned to through training through life identify hand soap. Okay? And identify <laughs> moisturizer. This is what moisturizer looks like. Everybody knows that. They're going to be sued, and I'm going to be part of a class action suit. If there's any ambulance chasing lawyer out there, this is permanently scarred my once uh, beautiful complexion. All right. Uh, I can't recall a time when a woman's ever told me, You've had enough. Yep. <laughs> well, you're not married to who I'm married to. You've had enough. It's always me saying, uh, That's it. That's enough. Can't go for a fourth that. time. Also, uh, you get it. I'm you a, get I get it. Yeah. He's already gone three times. Mm -hmm. That means he's very virile. Got it. Available for a third chair on Sunday if you guys need it. I have a vast amount of things we can talk about, like my dreams that are bizarre, bizarre all the time, adult film stars, anything. Uh, I have that sounds a like anything. light grasp on politics, <laughs> as you can tell when I call in. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll Morgan see. Morgan sent you the conditions for his rider, too, on Twitter. Uh, did I see it? I don't know. Okay, thank you. I said, you're tagged in it. I don't know. Oh, all right. How long before we had that people are pushing to have the word transportation removed from the dictionary and from our vocabulary? And from the AP style book. I could see that. Yeah. Transportation. Yeah. No, I definitely it's potentially offensive. It absolutely is. And also, you know, Pete Buttigieg, Secretary of Transportation. There's a lot of problematic things there. That's like having oh, yeah. a steel drum playing in the background of your uh, pot news rap. Mm hmm. Oh, hey, Tom and Al. So hey. I just uh, uh, recalled uh, Tom wanting all these uh, child actors and actors dead. And it reminded me of uh, Bluto from uh, Animal House, the speech. Uh, and, and Tom's like, I want I want uh, uh, Kevin Sorbo dead. I want uh, uh, Ricky Schroeder dead. Ooh. I want uh, Emmanuel Lewis dead. Oh. What the hell? Picking well, it's, it's an interesting thing you say that because we did lose Belushi. Although I didn't ever want him mm -hmm. dead, I was a little bit young. But we, but um, he picked two conservatives, Kevin Sorbo and Ricky Schroeder, mm. and then Emmanuel Lewis. I don't know where Emmanuel Lewis is, but he's alive, I think. Mm. Uh huh. You do you think that you've hit the, <laughs> your limit on what you're allowed to say? No. I just don't really know who any of those people are, so I don't have anything oh, okay. to add. There's to no that reason to know who anybody is. <laughs> God forbid. Well, I know who some people are, <laughs> just not those. Thinking of all the trans people that said that they want to seek asylum outside the United States, mm -hmm. 
Well, hello, Romania. Here is your chance to monopolize on Transylvania. Ooh. There you go. I'm <laughs> sorry. I shouldn't like it as much as I do, but I liked it. I'm not afraid to say it. I don't care. You can't tell me what to do and what to believe anymore, else. Let's see if I can make this work. How do I make you work? Okay. Now, you hang on. You hang on, else. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Ready? Yep. And... Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the great uh, Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat messages per usual, everybody. Um, and uh, you can join our live streams and everything like that at uh, patreon.com slash burn barrel. I'm going to try and let the stream run a little extra this time so I don't cut you guys, you guys off. off. You can, of course, you can always, of course find always find the show for free at Burn Barrel Podcast. Confuses me when you put an echo on me, okay? BurnBarrelPodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.